This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Game92.9thegame.com. It's Sam and Greg on this eighth day of May. I stepped on it, didn't I? Yeah, you did. See, you should have told me to hold off there. I'd have kept my mouth shut. What's going on here in front of us? I don't want to step on that. No. Anyway, we say to you at top of each hour, good morning, Georgia! Morning! And a uh, good morning to you fine pe- people in College Park. College Park. Well, I was just down there yesterday. Yeah, you were. Yeah. How did it look? Uh, beautiful, man. Yeah. You know, down through the area, down by the Whitwood Academy and down Rugby or Rugby Park, where you used to play tennis and whatnot. It's just nice down in uh, College Park. But shout okay. out to the folks down there. Know some people that graduated from Whitwood Academy this uh, this weekend. They had their commencement uh, yesterday. So congratulations to them and congratulations to all of our graduates um, yes. Now go get a job. <laughs> well, we can't say that to Mark Teixeira. Mark Teixeira got his degree from Georgia Tech yesterday. Okay. After playing baseball all these years, he went and he, he, he came back and he finished his degree. All right, what about Ludacris? Well, well Ludacris made a lot of money too, anyway. Well, I, oh, and Teixeira well, didn't. Well, yeah. We got to have a telethon yeah, for either of them dudes. No, either one. Of them. But but you know what? It's he all, just got a degree. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's 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 about the accomplishment. I think with Teixeira, he said it's more like you know, finish him something you started. You finish it. All right. And we're we about to start something all over again. Yes, we are. All right. We've been teasing this throughout the show. And let yep. me give you a little backstory here. Uh, these doors opened in October of 2012, 2012. And um, Carl Dukes was the first voice you heard at 92.9 The Game when it popped open. And I had already been here, believe it or not. I was, you know, as they opened these n- nice new facilities for us. Um, I was here when it was Dave FM, mm-hmm. right? And so I just kind of slid over and, and, and continued this because I had done sports before. I wasn't great at it, but stuck around. Well, shortly thereafter, after we got going, Mr. Crenshaw showed up. I can't remember exactly when it was that you landed here, but you, you, you came <laughs> shortly after. You showed up shortly after we, you know, hit the airwaves. You, you know, you were out of television. We had all fallen in love with you at Eleven Alive. I think I was still. I think they're still actually on. You were still doing both. You were doing yeah. both. Yeah, I'm still doing. Okay, yeah, yeah, for a while. Yeah, well, you're a busy man. Yeah, man. So Sam comes over here and wasn't going to do a full time show. He's just doing it part time, and there was some question about what was the slot, and everybody was still kind of bouncing around doing multiple jobs at that point. And when I saw you or knew that I was going to be producing you the first time, I had a light bulb that went off, and I went. 
man, because I had done a couple different things here myself. But I was looking for the landing spot, and I knew it wasn't in front of the microphone. It wasn't doing this. I really didn't care if I did this again because I knew the longevity in this business is to have, A, to stay relevant. Oh, yeah. But, B, to know as much as you can. Yep, versatility. So I was cool with producing. And so when we started working together, I said, you know what? I ain't going to do this Monday through Friday. I know Sam's not going to do this on Monday through Friday. And there's different ways to approach different day parts. And you have to have that certain kind of personality to exceed there. And also given the reins by your bosses, you know, hopefully they'll be patient and let you establish yourself and who you are. But, man, the minute we started working together, I knew that we would gel on the weekend mornings because of you and your voice and your personality. You got that perfect voice for that, very soothing, very calming, you know, call it Reverend Crenshaw, whatever it is. But we started gelling. And then we started the George and Wheezy thing. We'd argue all the time. And then the music changed as far as that. So we were hitting a lot of hits, but, you know, a little bit more older school stuff. Anyway, we just sort of took off. And we were the cornerstone of this station for the longest time on weekends. And then the pandemic hit. And everything changed for a number of – well, actually, even before that, it changed a little bit. Yeah. Point is that during the pandemic, as you notice, if you listen to the station – we went from two days down to just Sundays. But as the pandemic played out, and then as we were on this other side of it, I should say the shutdown, really, we started doing more Saturdays mm-hmm. for various reasons. Well, we're here to tell you today, making it official. Do we have any kind of ta-da music? I should have asked Garrett for that ahead of time. Yeah. That's on me. But we are now, starting next week, Sam and I are going to be with you Every Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Give me a ta-da. Yeah. Ta-da. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't have one set. Garrett's doing different things, and he's getting our guests who we're going to have here in just a second. Yep. He's getting in situ. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> okay, that worked. <laughs> yeah. So we, we, did, we did it before, yep. and we're doing it again. Yep. So uh, Sam and I, 6 a.m. to 10, will be with you. Saturdays and Sunday. Now, we know that changes during football season. Yeah. And Mr. Crenshaw will also be doing his high school scoreboard show on Friday nights. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. That's right. Garrett's part of that show. Oh, Garrett's a Garrett's big part of the show. Man. Okay. He's a big part of it. Notice he said our. Like, yes. You, yeah, you're man. not the anchor. He's, no, he's, he's, he's also he co-anchor. The, those guys make it. Hey, okay. man, I get to go out in the field and hang out and watch football. I love that. Okay. But, but, he, but it misses when we get the Hoots wings. <laughs> That's that's just when I'm in the field is the time that we get the Hoots wings. That's the biggest thing. That's right. Thing. You miss out on that because that makes sure it comes to the studio. We got to work on that. We so you're still going to be doing the, the, the high school show, yep. which means there will be times on Saturday mornings. Um, it'll be me and our permanent producer, which we will find that out next week, too. Absolutely. People get to hear from wanna me. Get, want to get that. Garrett's got many other duties, as you can hear. He's part of the high school show. He's doing other stuff. So we will miss working with you regularly, but I would imagine from time to time you will still be with us. Yeah. As long as I don't have to watch you dance, that's all. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> or say Chipotle. Yeah. Right? Oh, Lord have mercy. It drives him worse. It drives him crazy. I will say it like every time. Anyway, so there it is. There it is. Sam and I are back on weekends. We got you covered on Saturday and Sunday mornings, which, by the way, too, also opens us up to some people we couldn't get to being strictly on Sundays. Mm-hmm. And so we are going to have access to them, too. 
So, all right, are you ready to bring in our guest, which Absolutely. you secured? And I want to thank you for this. You've done this, seems like, every Mother's Day. You've got us a sports mom, and yeah. I will let you bring on today's sports mother. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, she is so gracious to join us, um, and we're so happy to have her, and she's going to come on and brag about her baby. Of course, <laughs> a lot of people don't know him as a baby. We know him as the first baseman for the Atlanta Braves. Uh, our new first baseman, Matt Olson, Lee Olson, his mother, joins us. Good morning, Lee Olson, and happy Mother's happy Day. Happy Mother's Day. Good morning. Thank you. Do you ever get sick of talking about your kid? Um, no. Does any mom get sick of talking about their kids? No. Well, that's why we called you. We figured you'd be good at bragging about your baby. But I want to know, I want to know, when you first got inkling of the fact that he might be coming back to play in Atlanta, what was that like for you? And were you nervous? Were you excited? How, how did you feel? Well, I I was teaching and uh, and couldn't really look at my phone and um, I was getting notifications on my watch. Matt said, I'm not going out to practice, and um, it looks like, you know, something's going to happen today. But I was teaching, so I couldn't go see what was going on. And about a half an hour later, my watch starts blowing up with people saying, congratulations, Matt's coming to Atlanta. And I just had to keep teaching until it was time to take them to, you know, art or PE or wherever I took them that day. And I just couldn't even believe it. It just it didn't even seem real. See, you've got a special place in both mine and Sam's heart because both of our mothers were also teachers. You were at uh, Camp Creek Elementary, is that correct? Yes. Yeah, my mother was an elementary. Yep, I teach fifth grade. Yeah, fifth my, grade. My mother, well, she bounced fifth. around. Yeah. I don't know if they have that for you in your school. My mother was one year she was a third grade, one year she was a fifth grade. You know, she bounced around, but hers was Padoreski. Padoreski. Paderewski. You forget the name of the school. It was it was a real hard name to get to. Paderewski Elementary <laughs> in Chicago, but anyway, that's not why you called. What <laughs> as you talk about him coming back to Atlanta? Here's what we really want to know: What was he like as a kid? What was what was life like with with young Matt? And and you know, was was baseball his only sport? What was that like? Um, he played when he was in elementary school and middle school. He played basketball too. Um, but baseball was always the first love. And, yeah, my older son played baseball, too. So we we spent every every waking minute, really, from the time Matt was three and a half on at a baseball field. And he Matt was pretty much like he is now, just laid back, quiet. You know, the, the only time he gets excited is really talking about baseball. Um, he's just a very chill person, and he was like that as a kid, too. See, she sounds like, see, if you had an older brother and you both played the same sport, there had to be some competition yeah. in the house. There had to be some things, <laughs> some rooms that were messed up because, you know, boys like to mess with each other, tussle that way. You're saying that wasn't, that wasn't prevalent in your home? No, they really, um, they, they still get along amazingly well. I'm sure that there were times that, you know, they were dissing each other behind my back. But um, <laughs> to Dad and I, it seemed like they were always each other's biggest supporters. Um, Zach was three years older, and Matt was so much bigger than his peers and just more advanced baseball-wise from a young age that he tended to play and hang out with, with Zach and, and his friends. And so, like, one fall they even played on the same team. Matt was six and Zach was nine. So, really, they, they always had each other's back. We're spending time on the waitforit.com hotline on this Mother's Day morning uh, with Ms. Lee Olson. Uh, the mother of Bray's first baseman, Matt Olson, he was playing out in Oakland for so long. How often yeah. would you get to go and see him play? He was so far away. Yeah, it wasn't 
it wasn't ideal to say the least. Um, being a teacher, it was really hard to get away, you know, to just <laughs> jot out to California during the school year. So most of our travel and most of the time we saw him was during the summer. We'd maybe get to go to two games, you know, maybe two in the spring, maybe one in the fall. So that was hard. We'd wait till he came East coast. So it wasn't as long to travel, but it, it was, it was a hard 10 years being that far away from him. Not only that, it had to be a blessing and a curse too for, for Matt. That is because that monstrosity of a stadium out there, it's great if you're a fielder because you're taking away a lot of foul ball outs because they got a lot of foul ball territory there. But if you're a batter, yeah. a batter, you you know you got a lot of you're getting a lot of second chances taken away from you playing in that park. But yeah. here's here's the other thing: when was it as he ascended from high school to college or wherever he was climbing the ladder to to, to the minor leagues that you knew he knew or at least made it seem like to you that he was going to make the majors? And where, when was that as far as age-wise, and, and what was that like for you in your home, with you, you and your husband, realizing that? Um, I think we, did, we didn't believe it. Coach Brown, his high school coach, started telling us um, maybe sophomore, junior year, you know, he's, he's got something special, and, and, you know, people are going to be looking at him, you know, for professional baseball. And we're like, no, 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 that doesn't happen. It's just, you know, any regular old kid which we should have known because Frank Core came out of our high school. So, you know, <laughs> hindsight being 2020, we should have said, yes, this can happen. But we were a little slow on the uptake. Um, I guess it was the end of junior year when scouts started coming for home visits that we started saying, wait a minute, this might really be happening. And But I still really didn't believe it. Um, and then he got drafted, you know, out of high school. He was committed to Vandy. And then uh, we sat here with just my husband and – and Zach and Coach Brown and I on draft night, and when they called Matt's name, you know, our, our jaws just sort of hung open because we still didn't believe it. It was, right. it was crazy. That is just amazing. And now he's playing here in town. How, how often do you get out to the ballpark here uh, to get him played now he's here in town? Well, it hasn't been as much yet. Um, got a few more weeks of school, so I'm sure I'll be there a lot this summer. We went last night. We're going today. Um, you know, it's hard. Lilburn is a, a, a bit of a hike during the week to get over with traffic over to Truist. Um, but we'll definitely be there a ton this summer. So, Well, you're just an example of the great sports moms we have in the area. And we always ask on this day, there, there are other young moms who are starting out with t-ball players right now. Uh, what would you pass along to them? I'm sure you tell them it, 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 it happens really fast. But what advice do you it have for, for moms who are just getting started? Oh, just enjoy every minute. And, you know, you might be sad about getting up at 5 a.m. to drive across <laughs> across town for a 7 a.m. game to start a series, but just enjoy it, savor every moment. Because like you say, it does go so fast. And, and those were just, those were just the best days sitting at the ball field all day, watching your kids play. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, listen, we just, again, the memories and we could keep you on. I got a few more questions, but we're up against it, but just enjoy this time. I, I just wanted to say, I wondered if, if, if Matt said anything to you, because there's that phrase that's, you don't want to be the guy who follows the guy. Yeah. You don't want to be the man who follows the man yeah. and him coming in here oh, yeah. after Freddie Freeman. Did he ever express any trepidations about I'm great. I'm boy. I'm so happy. I'm going, I'm going to be home and, and this and that, but I'm coming in <laughs> replacing Freddie. Was there any kind of conversation about that? No, um, and again, I think it's, of course, his dad and I were like, oh, wait a minute, this this is, you know, kind of scary proposition to have him be on first base after Freddie. But again, Matt is a very laid back person. And he just said, 
I'm not going to replace Freddie. You can't replace Freddie. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go and be the best metal from first baseman I can be. I can't be Freddie. I won't be Freddie. Um, and he has a saying, I can only control the controllables. Mm-hmm. So he's just so excited to play for his dream team, his hometown team. And he said, I, I won't be Freddie. I'll be me. So, you know, he definitely respects Freddie and what he did. And he, he knows he won't, he won't be him. He'll be himself. There you go. Fantastic. See, that's Fantastic. that's the perfect mentality. That's something. That's the mentality I want for if I'm getting ready to fly a plane to. You know, or take a flight. I want absolute, a pilot to have that mentality. Yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. A great reflection <laughs> yes. of you and your husband and what you guys poured yes. into him. Uh, it's been my privilege to oh, cover him you. since his days at Parkview, watching win the state championship out there. So it's uh, great to have you with us. Just now enjoy your Mother's Day, and I hope Braves get a win for you on your Mother's and Day. And thank you, Mrs. Olson. Thank you. You guys have a great day. Thank you. We All will. Right. We will try to. Yeah, that was that. It's it's rare, man. You get a couple guys in the family that play the same sport and boys being what boys are. Yeah, I'm surprised. But maybe that's, you know, like she said, it's an extension of them and their parenting. Yeah. Because we'd have towed some furniture up if that was me. <laughs> we'd have towed some furniture up. Anyway, it is Sam and Greg. We're going to switch gears and talk uh, NBA playoffs next. Terrell Thomas, these Urban Times, he's going to join us next. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. Song there. Oh, yeah. Earth, Wind, and Fire, Shining Star, Sam and Greg. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Philip Bailey's birthday. That's what nice. Yeah, that's why I threw that on. Nice. I caught this concert in the Omni years ago. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Back and back when you could, they could still smoke <laughs> in, in, in concerts. Yeah, they could. Earth, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's his birthday. And I, I just couldn't bring myself to play any Captain and Tennille, but it's Tony Tennille's birthday, too. Is it? Okay. Yeah. I, I just couldn't bring myself to do that. But also, a man's music who is in outer space someplace. Robert Johnson. Okay. It would have been his birthday today. Whoa. And one of the early, I don't know, Skylab missions, one of those where they sent a bunch of stuff out there and just sent it into space, yeah. was his music. Why? Robert jo- because he was Robert Johnson. He was one of the early blues players. And they put his some some of his music in that capsule. It went out for generations and, and, and yeah. unknown people out there, yeah. unknown species okay. to hear. You know about that. We got to get to Terrell. He don't want to hear about yeah, this man, stuff. Yeah, man, man, Terrell's you know yeah. holding him up. He, we we ain't talked to him in a few weeks. He got mother. So. He got Mother's Day stuff. Happy do, Happy right? Mother's Day. His probably his his lady's wife and his his mother and. I don't know what family members he's got still around, but we welcome Terrell Thomas. These Urban Times joining Sam and Greg. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. Morning, sir. How are you? I'm wonderful. Wonderful. Great to be speaking with you, gentlemen. How are you guys doing today? Well, we're, you know, kind of scraping the rust off. We've been gone a couple weeks. So we fuss about stuff, and we just, you know, takes us a minute to get our bearings. But after three and a half hours, we I think we got it. Yeah. I, I, I think we do. <laughs> I ain't too sure you about tell him, that. You tell them what we got up? Pardon? You tell him what we got up. Well, you know what's funny. I, I, I must he, congratulate you, gentlemen, on on, 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 the, on the moves y'all are making out here on these moves. 
I, it's funny. When I reached out to him, I told him, along with joining us this week, that I had something I needed to tell him, right? And, yeah. But I didn't. And he goes, I can't wait to find out what it is. But I never told him in the text what, what it was. So I didn't give him a heads up ahead of time. So he just heard it with everybody else. Oh. Yeah. So oh. we got to find a way to get him on here, even after the basketball season goes away. So with every yes, stuff happening, this like, is going to be a busy. doing great things. This is going to be a busy. Great things. This is going to be a busy off season. Right, this is going to so be a real busy off season. So we're going to have a lot of stuff to talk to him about. All right, listen. Before we get to the playoffs and what's going on now, we haven't spoken to you since the uh, Hawks were unfortunately eliminated. Give us a grade in your estimation of what you think this Hawks season was and what you sh- would like to see them do moving forward. Well, after having a, a, a few weeks to kind of you know digest the entire season and the postseason performance, I would have to give our Hawks a C this year. Um, last season, when they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals, I gave them a B plus. What was wanted to give them an A, but not making it to the finals. And little nitpick things uh, kept me away from giving them an A, but I gave them a B. And this year, in my eyes, uh, was a step back. It was certainly a, a step back, being as though we, we were eliminated in the first round. Uh, the fact that we had to actually even you know make the playoffs via the play-in tournament. And just the often, often down, uh, up, up and down, excuse me, roller coaster in which we saw our Hawks go through this season. Uh, I would have to get them a C. And moving into the off season, uh, it, it was good recently to hear uh, Tony speaking on 92 on the game about uh, some of the improvements and some things in which he wants to uh, see take place with his Hawks and how he won't be scared to uh, dip into the luxury tax if, if that has to be done. Uh, I would love to see the Hawks add some scoring some some way somehow. Uh, if, if that's a, a Bradley Bill, uh, if it's a, a Dame Lillard, he's someone maybe. Uh, if it's trading for a Donovan Mitchell, uh, they, they need some scoring, someone to help Trey Young. I've been hearing rumors about Rudy Gobert. I don't know how I really feel about that. I think he's just a younger version, younger, a little slightly more athletic version of Clint Capella. So I don't know if we'll, how, if we'll have a huge jump of an improvement there if Gobert was able to come here. But we, we need a score. We see across the league. When, uh, teams that are still in, in the playoffs, and as you mentioned, we'll speak on them in a moment, they have more than one star. The majority of them actually have three stars, and then when their stars are resting, they have a bench. We don't have that. That's a problem that our Hawks have, have faced over the last few seasons, even with Trey Young getting our team to the uh, Eastern Conference Finals last year. There's just no secondary scoring when Trey's not on the floor uh, and, and hits the bench. Last season, we had Lou Williams picking that up, unfortunately, due to injuries. We didn't see Lou a lot this season. So when Trey was on the bench, we didn't see a large production as far as scoring or, or having someone to control the floor. So we need a superstar. We need one bad. We need someone else to come help Trey Young, and I hope they find a way to get that done this offseason. Spending time on the waitforit.com hotline. Always great to check in with Terrell Thomas. He is social. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at Eldorado2452 at Eldorado2452. Um, I'm looking at the list of free agents, and a lot of them, are, you know, names. I'm like, eh, I don't know who we're going to go to. You know, you got John Waller, you got Bradley Beal there. Uh, I don't think I don't think Zach Levine's going to leave Chicago. I think they're going to give him whatever he wants to stay up there. I would think, um, but still, you know, like you said, it could be some deals. Donovan Mitchell is one name that I think would fit so good with this team, uh, unless he's really attached to Utah. He's out there like you know, Carl Malone driving a truck or something during his off season. <laughs> and he don't want to come to he don't want to come to Atlanta and all season. He still ain't driving no truck. Well, I mean, you know, but I'm saying that that's what this guy did doing when he's, so maybe he's out. That's what he likes doing. But to me, he would be a, a, a really cool fit. But what of the guys that are here? Remember, we still never got a good sample. We never could get everybody healthy on the floor at the same time. 
So, I mean, do you still truly know what you have with, with the team the guys are already here? No, and I, I do think that is a, a great and fair point. We don't know what we have, but unfortunately, I don't think the, the Hawks have much time to continue to play the game of wondering, you know, like what if I think it, it's, it's coming to a point where they're going to have to find some proven stars or some, or some people who uh, are proven in, in crucial situations. I, I love the young talent that we have, of course, all season long, I've been, you know, campaigning and championing. I, I believe Big O can grow into uh, an all-star in a few years. Uh, DeAndre Hunter, I love what we've seen from him when we, when we see, when it seems like he's, you know, reaching the, his peak, but he's just been so off and on. So it's so many, with so many mysteries with this team, it seems like Tony wants to win now. And I don't blame him. I know Hawks fans want to see this team win now. And I, and I also don't think they want to waste a lot of Trey Young's years. Uh, although he's young, you want to get him, you know, like he, he got that experience early being able to lead the team to the Eastern Conference Finals. You want to continue that and build off of that. So I do like some of the young pieces, but unfortunately uh, with the leap the Hawks are looking to take, take next season, they're going to have to have some a major U-Haul with the roster. Terrell Thomas joining Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Let's put you in the barbershop right now. We're just sitting here talking back and forth. And you mentioned this as far as what you think the Hawks need. And I've been hearing something throughout these playoffs that has given me reason to pause. But when you think about it, it, it might make sense. But I would be surprised as to what, what other team has to, be, has to give up. And that is the conversation out in Golden State that Jordan Poole has been playing so well, they're literally thinking about moving Trey, I mean, um, uh, moving uh, Clay Thompson because of the way Jordan Poole has been playing. Younger, do, uh, just just explosive the way he is playing, coming, uh, you know, young. And A, could you see that happening? And B, is that that star that you're talking about that could land or should land on a Hawks team? Now, me personally, I think a big man is needed to get out of the East moving forward. And I don't know what superstar that is. But you talk about a proven commodity in the playoffs, Clay Thompson's it. And if Golden State wants to move him, I would imagine they're asking for the farm with whoever they make that trade with. But they got what's next on that team and pool. And wherever Clay Thompson lands, if that's the case, boy, wouldn't it be nice if it were here? <laughs> man, you know, when they talk about wishing on a star, if – if I could have a, a wish, I would love to see Clay Thompson in a Atlanta Hawks uniform. He's one of my favorite players in the league, uh, someone that my, me and my family watch. We watch his highlights because I have my kids study him offensively and defensively. So I would love to see Clay Thompson here. But I, I don't believe the Warriors are going to let that happen. I, I, I have heard. The you have heard that, though, so I'm not, just, I'm not crazy. Yeah. I have heard that. I, I, I've heard him as well. I've, I've been wondering our, our NBA execs, you know, throwing that out there to see if they can get Golden State to do something versus Golden State really wanting to move play with him. You know, we, he just came back, uh, uh, you know, in the, in the middle of the season. So we right. still haven't seen a whole year of him, you know, off of his recovery and things. And I also think when he does get back to truly being a hundred percent, if you have those three in any lineup <laughs> that could, you know, that could be insane. So, you know, wishing on a star, heck yeah, I would love to see Clay Thompson. <laughs> and and it, 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 it will resemble very much, you know, Golden State, uh, roster if we had Trey Young and Clay Thompson in a backcourt, but I don't see I I don't see Golden State giving him up. I I, I don't see that happening. But you, you never know. You never know. Spending time on the WaitForIt.com hotline, uh, talking NBA. First of all, talking the Hawks and NBA with Terrell Thomas. Always great to get together with him. All right, you mentioned them. You mentioned they had a big win last night, one forty-two, one twelve over over the Grizzlies. Blew him out. John Morant limps off the floor. 
Where is that series right now, especially if Morant is not able to come back and play the way he normally does? I, th- I think the series is pretty much over. I honestly thought it was over at the end of game two with the way that uh, Memphis just kind of squeaked by in a high-intensity game to get one win in Memphis. If they didn't get that win, I honestly think it would have been a sweep. I still kind of see a gentleman's sweep uh, with, with the Warriors winning their next game in uh, San Francisco, and then when they're heading back to Memphis, maybe things uh, ending off there. Memphis has been a great team all year long, but I just think when it when it comes to playing a team like the Warriors, they don't have anyone on their roster that really has that experience. I, I mean, Memphis to you know compete with or or to 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 coach some of those younger guys in those moments. And although we love their coach, you know he uh, he was once here uh, with Coach Bud a few years ago, and we we watched him grow and transform. This is he's still growing in in, in his coaching as well, as far as you know, like where he where he stands in the playoffs and things. So. I think this series is a wrap. I think last night that blowout, as you mentioned, that was very telling. And if John Morant isn't able to go, I don't know anything now. We, nothing has been thrown out there. But he, as you mentioned, he did limp off the floor. So if he's not able to go or if he's not 100%, that is not going to be good, you know, for the Memphis Grizzly organization. So I think this series is over, unfortunately, for Memphis fans. You know, we always talk about, Sam, there's always like a couple people who have just bad luck, especially when it comes to the playoffs. I'm not talking about James Harden bad luck. I'm talking about like Chris Paul. Yeah. Chris Paul, bad luck. And the other person it seems to be happening to, again, is Doc Rivers. He can't, I mean, this, you know, with Harden going there and, and playing the way he's playing, but then Embiid getting the injury, and now he's out. Now, these guys sit at a game four going up against Miami right now. A, do you see Philadelphia coming back against this Miami team? And B, if not, what about Doc and his future? Your thoughts on that? Well, uh, as a homer, I would love to see Philly come back. But I don't know. You know, Embiid had an impressive performance coming back with the mask on, the Phantom of the Opera theme that he has going on in in South Philadelphia. I do think they'll even the series up tonight. Uh, But when it turns into a best of three with two games being in Miami, uh, as we mentioned moments ago about teams not having a bench, the Sixers don't really have a bench. And Hargan has not been Harden, and you're getting an Embiid that is injured. I I don't know if they'll be able to will through all of that. Um, and as far as Doc Rivers is concerned, I do believe if the 76ers don't at least make the NBA Finals, that we won't see him coaching the team next year. I know we we spoke earlier uh, in, in the month about possibly Doc Rivers being connected to some Laker ties and things like that. And that was kind of crazy, you know, to even hear with him still being uh, in the playoffs and, and whatnot. But I, I do think if, if, uh, if, if the Sixers do not make the Finals, which is a great chance they won't uh, due to how everything is looking right now, I think Doc Rivers won't be back. And, you know, hey, I, I think the Sixers might even be looking at Jay Wright or something like that. So I, I think they know already that, that Doc Rivers won't be back. So I think he understands he has a, a, a big, big load to fill. Uh, we'll see. I'm hoping the Sixers find a way to get it done, but I do believe they'll tie the series up this evening and then best of three. Yeah. Jay Wright, yeah. Jay Wright Mike is... D'Antoni. Which yeah. one of them two you take? Because those Jay... are the two names you've been hearing. Jay Wright, he's already, uh, he's already in uh, Philly. Jay Wright, so I'm taking Jay Wright. I like I like D'Antoni, respect him, uh, but yeah, we've I mean, D'Antoni's never never won a never won a championship, and they always you know uh, they like to make little jokes, even though it's Mike D'Antoni, the D is silence because his teams never play defense, right? And that's something we've seen over and over again. So I would go with Jay Wright. I would definitely go with Jay Wright if I was the Sixers. And let me bring this full circle. Today is Mike D'Antoni's birthday. <laughs> hey Terrell, we'll talk to you next week, man. And now that we got this extra day, we may be talking anymore. Who knows? But Terrell Thomas, these Urban Times, as always, we thank you, man. Thanks a lot.
Oh, thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. Much love. All right, All we're going to wrap things up and talk about today's matchups up next on this Mother's Day. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Get ex- Side and Messier goes up in between those two. The pace continues to be hot. Zozos is next after three quarters in one minute, ten and four foot seconds. And now Epicenter comes splitting horses and is moving up quickly as Crown Pride takes the lead around the far turn. It is Crown Pride battling with Messier. Their stride for stride. Epicenter and Zozos in behind them. Cyberknife swings up on the outside. Sandon gets the rail run and they're into the stretch. And it's Messier, Crown Pride, and Epicenter is coming up on the outside. Epicenter has taken the lead as they arrive into the final furlong. Sandon is coming after him. Epicenter and Sandon, these two, stride for stride. Simplification down the outside is next. They're coming down to the wire. Epicenter, Sandon, rich strike is coming up on the inside. Oh my goodness, the longest shot has won the Kentucky Derby. Rich strike has done it in a stunning, unbelievable upset. What a call, man. Are you kidding me? Remember asking both my mom and dad. He never mentioned that horse the whole race. No, the horse was in the back. Have you gone back and seen the replay of that? It's, you need to go see it. They, when they do the wide camera shots where yeah. they're all kind of bunched together, yeah. he wasn't even part of that. He was like the last three, like a clown car following the rest of them. And the way he weaved his way through wow. and then got to the rail, go back and watch that. Unreal. It's amazing. That is just unreal, man. Wow. And now comes the thing. You're going to tune in to watch for the Preakness to see if it or will they even yeah. put the horse in the Preakness. Yeah, he, um, the, the owner said they're going to be ready for the Preakness. There, there, there'll be no funny biz because we, we've had all kinds of stuff the last couple of years. Well, we that had horses that spelling drug we just watch. We want to see We had one that lost on instant replay here several mm-hmm. years ago. We've had all kinds of stuff with the Kentucky Derby. But hopefully that, that was a remarkable race. Remarkable. Yeah, yeah. It was. Happened. It really it was and for, and, and for the people who thought nothing to put a few bucks on him, they got a big smile today. Yeah, they did. Hundred bucks hundred bucks. Eighty to one. Take. Yeah, eighty to one. 80 you know what one. that's the equivalent of? Betting on the uh Jacksonville Jaguars to win the Super Bowl. You know there's some folks that did that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You know there's some folks that That's did why that. they're odds, man. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why they got odds. Yeah. It's it's so that Vegas can find creative ways to take your money. Yeah. <laughs> and they do too. Yeah. We were out there. Tracy's going to put some money on the Tigers and win it all. Oh, huh? She was going to. She didn't. Oh, okay. I was going to say. And, and only because we just found okay. other things to do and then go buy many sports books. All right. All right. All right. But I got my I got, I got mine back toward the end. And I have never really won in Las on, Vegas. They put a little beating on you from the, from the beginning? They, they did. Smack me around them early rounds. Uh-huh. And, and, and Welcome to Vegas. But I don't play a lot, but I can tell. And plus, my game is roulette. Okay, I mean, I play blackjack, but I sit with her, and I don't really care when I play blackjack. So actually, I end up being pretty successful because I don't care, and I start betting more and more, and I've won when I played with her. But I like roulette, and it's it's a it's a sort of extension of my life, you know. You you know you fail, you fail, you fail, then boom, when you hit, 
It's something yeah, big. Yeah, it's big. It's right? Big, so big, I, I kind of like that. Um, but, yeah, I, I've normally won the morning that we've left town. Okay. You know, because we get a, like an afternoon flight or something like that. So yeah. i got to go down there yeah. and kill some time. And that's normally when I've won. And I've done it in Reno, and I've done it in Las Vegas. Because, you know, when I go out to cover the Lake, Ta- right, the Lake right, Tahoe Lake thing, Tahoe. I don't stay in Lake Tahoe. Forget about that. So we stay in Reno. And I've been pretty successful. Listen, we've, we've, we've not talked about two things before we want to get into some of the stuff that okay. happens today. And one is um, Canelo Alvarez. Gets beat. Gets beat. That's the story. It is. He got beat last night. Is it Bevel? 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 I've never heard of him before, but anyway, he beat Canelo Alvarez, and that's story enough. I shouldn't learn how to pronounce his name. He kind of messes up in the big fights he may have had out in the future. They're talking right. about some big fights coming up for Triple G or something, and saying, like, nah, maybe that's off. Exactly. So we'll, we'll see what happens. The other one is, you know who hit a double yesterday? Who's that? Miguel Cabrera. Whoa. This is the, this is the story we didn't talk to Corey McCartney about. Miguel Cabrera hit a double yesterday, which means he is in a club of – Three. If anybody and everybody who's ever played Major League Baseball, the history, it had two members until yesterday. Hank Aaron and Albert Pujols. 3,000 hits, 500 home runs, 600 doubles. 600 doubles. Nobody else other than them, <laughs> other than them three. Yeah. And he'd been sitting on 599 forever. The order is the one that gives you reason to pause. Because a lot of people felt like, first of all, who gets 500 home runs before they get 3,000 hits? Okay. Yeah. I guess, you know, I don't know how Hank Aaron did it. I could go look it up. Um, and then the doubles come in last. You figure you get doubles all the time and right. you sleep. Right. Anyway, those are a couple things that happened that we we didn't talk about. Amazing stuff. Amazing stuff. Well, you know what? Um, um, the, the next tennis major – uh, event coming up, of course, is the French Open. That's the one that's played on clay. And this is clay court season. And uh, oh, uh, yeah. we, we don't want to say it's a new king, but there's a new king that's kind of on the rise uh, in the tennis world. Carlos Alcaraz. Write that name down. 19-year-old Spaniard. And this week in Madrid, he has beaten both Rafael Nadal and Novak Djokovic. I'm happy about one of them. He, uh, he's beaten both of them and um, – the fact that he's doing this on a surface that Nadal has practically owned, you know, for, for so many years. Everyone's watching to see what happens when they get to Paris uh, to play in the, in the French Open. So uh, Al- already has a nickname. Brad Gilbert from ESPN calls him uh, Escape from Alcaraz. At 19 <laughs> years old, you, you know what? You don't hear about teenagers doing it in the men's tour that much anymore. Back in the day, you had guys like Matt Zvielander and guys who were like 16, 17 years old. It's, tennis is a grown man's game. It's a grown man's game now, you know, and, and, and t- teenagers don't get a chance to dominate. This guy's coming along, and he has cracked the top ten. He is doing things that no teenager has done in tennis since Nadal. And so today he plays uh, Zarev for the uh, championship in Madrid, and if he gets that, it'll be, I think, his fourth title this year. He's cracked the top ten. He's like at number eight, I think, number eight, number seven, at 19 years old. Yeah. So, I mean – Let's uh, hope he's – the good news for him is – He's beating the goats. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's nobody who's going to overshadow him. And I bring that up is because going into this Masters in golf, uh, Scotty Scheffler, he won, what, three of the last five – previous five going yeah. into the Masters. He's going into the Masters as the number one player in the world. 
and he's taking a back seat because Tiger decides to play. Oh, because he decides to play. Right. And, yeah. and, and, nobody, care, and nobody knew, nobody cared or, or thought that Tiger was going to win this thing. It was just the fact that he was going to get out there and compete for two days. Then when he made the cut, that's extra gravy. We got a red shirt Sunday. But there's nobody in the tennis tour right now that could come back. You know, again, if it, we were talking about women and there was the new hotness there, you know, you, first of all, you got Ash Barty, who's, who retires. Yeah, she made number up, one she player in the world. said, I'm out of here. <laughs> She's split. You know, I'm not so, going to burn me out. I'm, I'm gone. So whoever you is know. next, if they come in with this hot streak and it's at a tournament that Serena decides to play in, well, that's, that's, that's the equivalent on the tennis side, but not the men's. Men, yes. men have no person like that. So this guy, whatever he does, he's going to have the stage to himself. He will then. I mean, and, and Roger Federer hasn't called it a career. He still keeps saying he's going to come back. We don't know when. Um, so that that's the thing. Will he show up for Wimbledon? Will he show up for U.S. Open? We think those might be the ones that he's done. He's never been that successful uh, at the French. And so, you know, we'll see. But this guy's a new flavor, 19 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, watch out for him. Also today, we, as we talked earlier, we got F1 coming up today, I think, at 2 o'clock. And then we got NASCAR today around 3.30. Braves are home at 1.35 today, wrapping up the weekend series with Milwaukee. If you're going to take Mama to the ballpark, you might want to take an umbrella. <laughs> what was that noise? We got a. What got, was that? We got. We got. Eww. You know what? When we came on earlier, we looked outside. And there were no clouds. Well, I haven't been able to look outside. You know, we back looked, to it. We looked you were right. There you said no that clouds. earlier. And look at this now. Look at what we got going on. Overcast. It's all kind of noise. Raining, dude. Is it it's really on the top of the roof of the building that's put in place of us? Look at everything's wet. Okay. I didn't notice the, that. The, the building. The, the, the building that blocks our view of Peachtree Street. <laughs> <laughs> It's wet on top. Okay. But those are some things that are coming up today. Speaking of which, we need to thank Mrs. Olson. Once again. Wasn't she great? She was cool. She was wonderful. And shout out once again to her kids over at uh, Camp Creek Elementary School. You know what? She's a dedicated teacher. You Mm -hmm. know, because she kept talking about, well, I can't go. I got got to teach. I can't go. I got to. to." You know, and that's, it it takes a certain calling to do that if you ain't tried to go in a classroom with these folks these days. Well, you know, it, it, yeah, it, but yeah. she's she's not in like middle school or, or high school. Yeah, age. but but even at the either the little ones, the little ones you got to worry about. You got to worry about the go little to, ones. You got to go to the bathroom every five minutes. Yeah, I gotta go. I gotta go. And you don't want <laughs> and you don't want minutes. and you don't want to tell them they can't go. That's the teacher you, who's got to go every five minutes. Not that, the kids. That, 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 no, the kids. Are you serious? You forgotten kindergarten and first grade? Well, yeah, I have. By the way, I have forgotten okay, kindergarten okay, and first well, grade. Yeah, they I don't believe to, I was allowed to go to the bathroom every few minutes. They Somebody's hand is up all the time wanting to go at that age. You know and, what I got? And, Hold and, it. And, 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 no. Hold it. You, you don't, it don't do mean that. you were successful at it, but you that's what I was told. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, so it, it, you know, it just takes a certain person, a person who really knows what their calling is. To be an educator, as my mom likes to say, be an educator. Right. Because you did know, you hear it, this? It, it's not for everybody. Did you hear this growing up? Because, like I said, we both our parents were um, teachers. Mama can't do that. I got to put together my lesson plan. I heard that like throughout my life. Lesson plan and, yeah. and grading papers. Yeah. Lesson plan and grading papers. And it was it was it was pen and paper or pencil yep. because there was no computer. And no. she said, and don't bother you, me. Wasn't computer. Nope. She got off some time when the house would get kind of quiet and she go and get it all done, get it all ready to go. You know. You just knew what you just knew when that time was. And she had certain shows that she made sure that she could do work during um hers was was um Marcus Welby. I don't know why that just came to me, man. <laughs> but it wasn't a loud show, it was a popular show. And she just, you know. 
like this and Marcus Welby. Yeah. So Pops like and the other one was Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom. Oh, that was on Sunday night. Though. I know, but I'm saying getting ready for Monday morning. Well, yeah, that's when you're doing your plans, right? She was she was watching it during then. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 929 the game, 929thegame.com. If you are just joining us for the end of our show, we uh, announced earlier that Sam and I are going to be with you now, moving forward on Saturdays and Sunday mornings. We had just been doing Sundays uh, since the pandemic, and some things have changed, and we are going to be with you Saturday and Sunday now, and we couldn't be happier, right? Absolutely. Get a chance to talk to some folks we haven't had a chance to. You know the barbershop's going to be bugging us. Yeah, they ain't yeah. open on Sunday. Yeah. We have a shout-out to KB. KB, Maurice, all of them guys. Um, like, I have left so much here that I didn't get a chance to, to spit out as far as things that happened on this day. This is the first Westminster dog show that happened on this day. Who won? I don't know. Oh, that's what I wanted to know. What dog won? Uh, I don't. I, I don't know. You know, some great Beatles name. put their last album out on this day. Let it be. Birthdays: Bill Cowher, Ronnie Lott, Olivia Cooper. Oh, you know who that is. Interesting, uh, interesting interview I did with Ronnie Lott once. Yeah, man. So anyway, lots of insignificant information. We'll have it more planned out next week. But listen, we kind of thank all of you yes. for not only making us a part of your Sunday morning today, but if you have included us period, on your Sunday mornings, and we hope that you allow us to be a part of your Saturday mornings moving forward. That will start next Saturday. Garrett, thank you very much, sir. Appreciate it. And the rest of you, have yourself a big day. Happy Mother's Day. It is Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com, and take us with you on the Odyssey app. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.